We're back. We're not canceled. Not yet. Not yet. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. We may just be canceled. Hot Box Podcast, E-Rock, Box Kev. Uh, man, big show today. Big show. Special guest, the mm-hmm. one and only DJ Vice. You know what DJ Vice is. Uh, yeah. Yo, the guy, I swear to you, man, we would not be, oh, I wouldn't be here unless Vice really took me under his wing. And I was really happy to have this conversation with him, man. I actually got to give him his flowers. Not like literally, but you know. Oh. (laughs) I I know where you're fucking going right now, bro. Nah, man. But, you know, I got to really, really like, you know, thank him for everything that he did. Not only for me, but like for the culture out here. Period. Nah, that's dope. I mean, anytime you can get a chance to, you know talk to someone face to face and thank them for all the things that they do especially in an age where a we were on lockdown for two years and nobody saw anybody face to face but yeah you know or just in an age of everything is so uh techy and social media driven it's so quick to just send a text instead of you know picking up the phone and making a phone call like man that's that's dope it, it resonates i think a little bit more so that's uh, cool. absolutely so uh without further ado it's an unfiltered conversation with dj vice right here on the hot box podcast with E-Rock and Box Kev. Let's go. Man, I have a podcast now. This is wild. I have a podcast. It's crazy. You can actually curse, E-Rock. I You're can curse. I don't have to have structure right now. I don't think I've ever heard. Can you say shit? Yes, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. E-Rock, because every, every interview I see you, you're, you're you know, politically I'm like super correct. like, hey. Keep it clean. How you doing? Yeah. Russ. I don't even know. You can't even... I, I mean, I'm drinking coffee because it's been a long day. I was going to make some shit up. <laughs> I had a family party at my house earlier today. So, like, I, I feel kind of bad. I was actually going to ask you about this. And we have, like, no structure to this whole entire conversation whatsoever. You know I know all about Filipino families. Go ahead. No, no. This is my, my, my Salvi side. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, my cousins are in town. They got, like, you know, all their kids here and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm living in a, in a temporary house that has a pool. Okay. So I was like, yo, you guys can come over. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of pizza, this and that. Let me ask you, how long do you think family parties should last if they're at your house? See, that's why it's dangerous to have a family party at your house. You should, you should, I mean, you should cap them maybe at like four hours max. Yo, four hours hit. and, And I was like, I walk out and I go out to the pool. I'm like, all right, everybody out. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and my, my cousin was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I have to do a podcast in three hours. Yeah. Like, yo, I bought y'all pizza, this and that. Right. But I love my family, though. So is there I little know kids, little this. kids running around? Yeah, little kids yeah, running yeah, around gets, and stuff. You got to, yeah, yeah. And see, since, since you don't have kids, right? No kids. So Not yet. It's, it's a lot of energy, man. The kids will Dude. burn you out. Kids will Yo, they burn were burning you. me out already. Right? So, and, and I was just inside just chilling like i was trying to wind down and try to figure out like how i was gonna like you I, know. I know how to do it though did they, did they have all did they all have ipads no oh no two did okay cut the so. internet first of all <laughs> cut, cut the internet in the house just so, shut that you, off so there this is by experience yeah yeah you've just, done this before yeah yeah you cut the internet and you're like i don't know what happened there's no wi-fi in the house <laughs> and now now they can't play roblox or whatever they're playing or mm-hmm. or, or or uh call of duty or something like that and so you cut the internet and then next just back your toilet up. Just like, just say the toilet's broken. Put it like, everyone's got to go and blame it on like one of the kids and just say one of the kids. All right, who clogged the damn yeah, toilet here? The toilet and just and act. Who did rate. this? And they all like, even know. though your house probably has like four toilets. So they're going to be like, we should go to the other one. You're like, no, no, no. It's all backed up in the system. So nah, you gotta, when I do family parties, nobody's allowed upstairs. So you get uh, one bathroom. Are you, are, one you the, bathroom. are you the household where they got to, I know it's your selfie side, but the shoes got to be off. No, nah, because there's hardwood floors. But if it's the like Filipino that. side, the shoes are off. Yeah, Filipino <laughs> side, everyone takes the shoes off. Like no matter what, it doesn't matter. Like everyone's got their shoes off, no you, matter what. You know, so. I, I learned that at a young age. We've known each other for a long time. How yeah, many, how many years? Wait, wait, well, think. I met you the same week that your son was born. Oh, okay, the so, same week that DJ was born. So probably was, like three days after. Damn. So my my son was born uh, uh, July twenty third, ninety eight. Wow. So we're we're ninety eight. We're 98. pushing ninety eight. Yeah. So, so how how long is that now? I'm bad at math, bro. So am I. DJs are really bad at math. Yeah. Uh, unless it, unless you can see the numbers on the check, that's too. We have BPM. Oh, we, we have a mixing key number. All the keys are there. We don't have to do too much, man. Yeah. What time you start? Yeah, what time, time you're start, done? That's it. But what I was gonna say is, you know, I, I I grew up around a lot of Filipinos, so that I asked about the shoe thing, and I didn't learn that until I started hanging out with my Filipino friends at the house. 
Like I'd go to their house because I'm, I'm Mexican and in our household we didn't. I don't know we didn't. But you're like the honorary Filipino, right? Though. Right? Right? But but what I'm saying is you grew I, up at Eagle Rock, bro. I, I learned that I learned that when I started going to my Filipino friend's house that the shoes had to come off at the door, right? And it was like in you know elementary school. And I remember one of my embarrassing moments was like I had socks with a hole in it. And I got to my <laughs> and I got to my friend's house and he's like, "You gotta take your shoes off." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> my dad had some busted socks up there. Yeah, so I, I remember that. And then ever since how then, long ago? That definitely wasn't recently. No, so. no, this was like you I, don't like, got holes in your socks now. Nah, you came like, a long way. It was since like two thousand one. No shit. No, it was like no, nah, it was elementary <laughs> school, like like fourth grade or something. I, I remember that, but that was a, a embarrassing moment in my life. I just thought I would share with you. I, did you get like the uh, the uh, the aunties like looking at you crazy because you're walking around like I on got their a lot freshly of that. vacuumed lava uh, carpet? Yeah, no, you know the craziest <laughs> the craziest look I ever got from a from an auntie was when I went to my friend's house and this is so wild. I don't think I've ever told a story. So there was so I, I didn't know what a rice cooker was because our house see <laughs> mexican household new every day. we didn't have a rice cooker in the house right so this is a wild story so we we so i go to my friend's house and and like you know the fresh smell of rice cooking in a house just it's just beautiful i miss it i don't eat rice no more like but i know they, what you're talking about if they could bottle that up it'd be better than like ck1 like i would you would get an air freshener i would rock yes if they could bottle do you up, want new car or or fresh <laughs> rice <laughs> give me fresh rice give me fresh rice with a, with a dash of banana ketchup hold on so listen <laughs> so so i go into my friend's house and it's it's i'm like what's this smell this this shit smells beautiful right so he and so i i realized and this is it's a rice cooker right this is like sixth grade and 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 they're just cooking fresh rice so i go to him and i'm like yo can i have some rice and he's like what and i'm like can i eat some of the rice right and he's like yeah sure go ahead right so i go i go to his kitchen i get a bowl and i fill up my bowl with uh, just uh, rice just rice just rice right just rice just rice and <laughs> And then I, and then I go to. His, by the way, I don't, I'm not even high right now. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm high. You were in sixth song. grade. Sixth so. grade. So, so then I go and I, I get. I go. Can I get some ketchup? Right. So I go to his fridge and I pull out the ketchup. And now I'm sitting on his table and he's looking at me crazy. And then the auntie walks in. She looks at me like bug eye because I'm pouring ketchup all over fresh white rice. Right. <laughs> and I sit there. And this is like a cereal bowl <laughs> white rice. This is like a cereal bowl. And I eat the whole fucking bowl of white rice and ketchup with Heinz ketchup on it. Would you do that now? I, I still love that. Really? I still You but, would still eat like a big not bowl Heinz, of not rice. Heinz. I like I like uh, organic ketchup. So so maybe some organic So LA right there. I that like, was a very LA thing <laughs> to say, bro. <laughs> but I do. I not still, Heinz. It's got to be organic. Up, I still eat white I still like white rice with just ketchup on it. Oh wow. It's some yeah. And that was the craziest look from an auntie that I had. They they, they, they just looked at you just <laughs> completely like like how disrespectful <laughs> are doing, you? Dude? Like I not even have you don't even have no tilapia or or, or or like you know like pork or synagogue or something nah, like you know like I look like a starving student, bro. I look like a starving student coming in like a like yeah, the story goes deeper, man. I, I got my mom to buy us a rice cooker. She fucked it up and bought Uncle Ben's white rice and tried cooking that. I'm like, and I tasted, I tasted it and I said, this isn't it. Oh, this man. wasn't it. Yeah. So, 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 the, so when I go to your house and I see like literally like a pallet full of like, you know, organic ketchup, bro, I know what that's for. Bro, I just, I, I don't like to flex. But, but I just bought. Game is crazy. I just bought a three hundred fifty dollars rice cooker, bro. What? I just bought the Lamborghini of rice cookers. Someone, a chef told me, a sushi <laughs> chef, and I don't even buy it. Like I'm not like I don't get crazy shoes anymore. I stopped all that madness, and uh, I, I I splurged with my Amazon points. I splurged on a, a Ferrari rice cooker. It's not made by Ferrari. You got but it's a Japanese a brand. Three hundred and fifty dollars. It, it changes the game. It changes the game, bro. It changes the game. I mean, um, I mean, link, with, link, with organic ketchup. Link in the description of this podcast to my Amazon cart. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I didn't know we were going to talk. You said we can go anywhere. No, with this we can podcast. go anywhere with this. But this is what makes it great. You know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. we've been friends for a long time. Yes, long. Time. We don't know the number. We just know ninety. Nineteen ninety-eight was when we met. I remember. I, I met you in passing. Actually, I remember when I was walking down the stairs of a. I mean, it was like a theater or something. It was like an exhibit. Record release party. Oh, okay, yeah. For paparazzi. Paparazzi wow. was a single. Damn, that 1998, bro. 
And I remember I was walking down the stairs and I had a KML jacket on and you were walking up the stairs and you had a Power 106 jacket on. Oh, snap. And I remember seeing you in like RPM magazine like long time ago. So I was like, oh shit, that's Vice. Yeah. And at the time, like you were the youngest guy on the airwaves Mm -hmm, in LA. mm -hmm. And I was the youngest guy on the airwaves, like, you know, at the time in San Francisco. So I felt like I had like a, a common bond with you already. Yes. Like, you know, yes. when we first met. And I was we were like, just going through puberty. That was the common Oh, <laughs> swear to God, man. But like we um, you know, we met in passing. I was like, yo, you're vice, right? And then you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. E Rock is like, yo, what up, man? And I remember we 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 hit it off. But every time I actually think about that moment, and then I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, God damn. Me and Vice have been friends for a long time. What yeah. what 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 constitutes to you still being my friend? <laughs> like, 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 why did you choose to keep me in your life this Cause long? Because you, you got a rice cooker with fresh rice, bro. I'm in. I'm kicking at your crib. Think, no, think about that though. Like, yo, like you know that that's a long now, time. I think I think what it is in this in this game and learn, meeting a lot of DJs at a young age as, as you did too. It's like we we gravitated towards the DJs that were like truly in it because they they loved it. Yeah. Like it was, it was their passion, right? It was, uh, it was, you know, nowadays it's, it's different where DJs get in it and they, you know, they, they can learn how to DJ overnight because of sync and they have the whole collection and all that, like, and the passion can come and go. Right. But at our age, um, that many years ago, it was like, you could just feel like, oh, that, that dude really loves to DJ. I need to yeah. be around him. I want to be, you know, you're like that saying you're the average of the five people you're around, you know? So I, not even knowing that back then, I always wanted to be around djs that truly wanted to fucking be a dj and learn and continually push themselves so i i would hear you know you doing your radio and then you have clubs and then it wasn't it city nights was yeah like, i remember that and it was like Man. damn that's a big room we don't, i don't i, I want to be able to play out there like the craziest thing and, and and i always make a joke about this and i tell this to hugo because mm-hmm. hugo you know we have, we have a common friend mutual friend yeah you know hugo uh, up in San Francisco, like he always tries to say that. Oh, I was the first person to book Vice in mm-hmm, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. No, it's not true. No, me. Yeah, I and it was at that. City Nights. Vinyl, vinyl. Mm-hmm. City Nights. I want to say. I mean, dude, you made a couple, made a couple hundred bucks. Easy. It was and, that long and, and, ago. And this is pre. Like you don't even get a bottle back then. They just give no. you some drinks. It was maybe 18, drink yeah. tickets. It was an eighteen and up. And I remember, like, yo, like. I mean, this is like when like Southwest flights for like forty two dollars. Yes, exactly. Forty two dollars, exactly. bro. So what so, the fuck? So <laughs> time inflation, but uh, yeah, that was that was my first San Francisco gig, and and a lot of my original like breaking out of the small little scene I was in in LA was because of radio. I would get radio gigs like um, you know, that City Nights, and my first gig in Las Vegas. You know, coming to you live from Las Vegas right now. Yes, um, we are. My first gig in Vegas was a radio gig. And it was at a club called SRO. And I remember that. SRO was like a straight hip hop club. It like was hood. Suge Knight, yes. Didn't Tupac, no, Tupac like used to like hang out there. Hang out there, yeah. yeah. Mike Tyson was there. And, and and I got hired to play there because of Power 106 at the radio station I was at in LA. So that opened me up to like, wow, this is Vegas. Like what? And that is the same story I have in so many cities. Like Atlanta, the first club I ever played was Club 112. In Atlanta, yes, one twelve with the players. Wow, throughout. and that was with uh, um, K. What's her name? I just K Sly. K Sly, sorry, K Sly. I just wow, out. Kathleen Taylor. Yes, there K. she Sly, is. I remember, and I was shook. I was so shook because I mean, growing up like you, like we we listen to hip hop and we hear about these clubs and we hear about these songs. Like I always want to go to the tunnel in New York. I never got to go to that, but like I got booked at Club One Twelve in Atlanta, and I'm like, and then you go through that moment of like, what records do I bring? Right, like we had yeah. that moment, like we had, like, damn, I'm I going to like San Francisco. You really had to be, you really had to be really like in it, yes, to do what we do, yes, or do what, especially like you know, in its early stages of like touring DJs and right. stuff like that. Right, just just like you said, it's like yo, like you had to figure out what you were gonna bring. You know, we didn't have Serato do I need doubles or do I need single? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like yo, you had to like pack the crate and like right. really go. All right, I'm going on the plane and this and that. Like that took a lot of commitment. Like you really had to love this shit. Yes, in yes. order to do it. Right. You know what I mean. And and still, you know, super fast forward to today, I still love it. And I still think like, damn, I got to prep. Oh, what am I going to play? Damn, let me get you know in those last minutes, like still on a, on some websites downloading some music. Like that, it. 
it makes me think that's how I was like sifting through vinyl and trying to throw extra records and pack my crate all tight. Like I still have that that passion towards it. And I see, look, we're sitting down how many years later? Yo, let's go record. Two like, decades. Yeah, two how decades. How old is your son now? My son's 23, so now we know the number. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so 23 years. Sponsored by Algebra 101, this park. <laughs> 23 years, man. Not even Algebra. I just, yeah, 23 years, 23 of, years. Of, of, of friendship, but still passion of like, yo, I, I mean, I just landed a, like an hour and a half ago and you came here and you swooped me up like, let's let's go record. Like, yeah, yeah it, it's the constant it's the, I don't want to say grind because it's not a grind. It's the constant like passion of like pushing ourselves to to continually, I, I'm fulfilled doing this kind of stuff. You're fulfilled doing sitting here. It doesn't, it's not, 100%. A, it's not a job, bro. This is not a job. Like, if you find something that you, that you can fulfill yourself with yes. every single day, that doesn't feel like a job, but you can get paid for it. Like you right. don't work a single day in your life. Right. I was explaining That's that really to, to someone. I had a crazy, I had a crazy moment in, in like uh in high school do you remember when those like um those like marines or like cadets like they'd come around and they'd try and talk you into oh, joining the, the military rotc the rotc there you that's go that's it i uh, never made it to that shit so so rotc would would, would creep around our, our campus and in high school <clears throat> and i've been djing you know since shit eighth grade so they they came up to me one time and i remember this they were like you know you what are you gonna do with your life blah 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 and i was mm -hmm. like i'm a dj and this, you know, I think this is like 1994, and they're like, they looked at you crazy. What? Like what? Yeah, they're like, they're like that, that's not. Like, how do you expect to like make a living? Yeah, like, how do you expect not, to support? Literally, a the guy goes, "That's that's not a life. That's like, that's not something you're going to do with your that's life." That's a hobby. That's what they used to say. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm a DJ, and I, I play high school dances and weddings and quinceañeras and this and that. And the guy was like looking at me like, like the auntie looked at me with about the rice, and <laughs> and she. Uh, and he was like, you, you can't do that. Like, that's something that is just, you're doing that for fun. You have to have a job and, da -da -da, and this is what you'll, you'll get through life and we can do it. And, and I'm like, well, I actually already make money. And he's like, you can't be making money like that. And I was like, yeah, I played two high school dances this weekend. So I got paid 300 for one, another 200. So I made like 500 bucks this weekend. I told him that I was like that. And he's like, you made $500 over the weekend? And I go, yeah, on two nights. And he goes, you're doing pretty good walked away <laughs> and i had this realization moment that 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 was the first time anyone ever told me like oh like i can actually like make money from this but it didn't matter to me because and you know this very well that i never got to keep that money i had to keep buying vinyl i had yep. to go buy speakers you had to reinvest i had to go buy new headphones i had to 100%. buy this and then and then I, I realized i was like oh like i'm not doing this for the money like i i i kind of had that realization early i'm like this isn't about the money like this is I'm, i'll put every dollar back into this craft so that was like a really like eye awakening moment like oh shit like and here I'm, you are yeah and i'm still going in vegas yeah like you know it, it's 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 really amazing i mean obviously like you know i i met you 23 years ago we figured like that, that we number. 23 <laughs> jordan yeah there jordan. you go that's a great number right Damn. there but um you know seeing like you know your journey from like you know where you were then and seeing like you know how things are today you're at zoo group now mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then you have it you, you signed a new deal over there you have a new yes. residency like tell me about that for a little bit so zook is at resort world um you know i've been i've been a vegas resident since 04 that was my first residency in vegas so it's been a long run that's like uh, LeBron numbers I'm putting up on the board right now, I think. It's incredible, bro. <laughs> except it's except, except very... I'm winning, LeBron. I'm winning. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Laker fan. Hold on. <laughs> LeBron, I'm winning. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, so so with this new residency, you know, this, you know, new brand new club on the strip, um, uh, you know, massive conglomerate out of Asia that, that came into Vegas and built from the ground up. This place is a monster, bro. They, I, monster. I always use this little UFO. If you see it, everyone always puts like the UFO uh, emoji up whenever we post because the lighting fixture comes above you and I feel like I'm going to get sucked up and, and zooked out to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> zooked <Yeah>. out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's honestly, to play a brand new room in Vegas and to, to have that kind of energy and that newness of of once again, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Because you know, like, I've, I've played all the clubs across the whole strip. I've played literally everywhere, every club across the whole strip. And um, to, to be put in the most brand new room, again, like along, alongside, you know, 
who else plays a snake plays there tiesto plays there zed plays there and you have people like the martinez brothers like house legends and then you have uh, i just performed do you this feel like Saturday. a lot of pressure yeah like 100%. when you wait i mean because you're sharing the stage with those names 100 percent. and that's that's what i love i love i love getting pushed out of my comfort zone because mm -hmm. it 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 makes me realize that like you're, you're playing in in the big leagues with and, and listen every dj is a bit in the big leagues to me and and everywhere i play from a small room to a big room is it pushes me out of my comfort zone because i continually think that i'm like damn i'm not ready i gotta prepare i gotta prepare i always i always have that that feeling in my gut like damn i gotta prepare i don't ever walk into gigs like i'll just figure it out i i don't ever i don't know what i'm gonna play i don't know what i'm gonna play I don't line it up, but I just keep thinking like, damn, I got to get this record set. I got to hit cue points. I got to, I got to line up all this shit. Like I'm always in that mode. I need that. I need to actually start like installing those habits for myself. Yeah. Not like I'll like download music and then I'll create like a, I have this RTP crate. Okay. In my Serato. RTC? Oh, no, RTP. RTP. <laughs> it stands for remember to play. Oh, shit. I'm gonna and take that's the that, most though. preparation I do. RTP, yeah. And then later on down the line, I'll like, you know, slide it into a crate or whichever. Yeah. Like I've got like, you know, I've got like, you know, my light 2022 crate, you know, my my jewel crate, my right. my towel crate, whichever. Yeah. You know, but like I feel like, you know, like I need to like be able to to, you know, embrace that preparation aspect a little bit harder. I think because I feel like I'll be that much of a better DJ yeah. and put on a better show. That's that's what I just did in the last th two months. I kicked my laptop to the curb and use USBs now. Now you're forced. You have to prepare. Now you I can't wing prepare. it on that. No, now and I, I legit did that on purpose. I was like, I'm so in my comfort zone using Serato that I need to I need to get out of this. And I I was like. Let me just kick the laptop to the and I know I, like all DJs we have those little issues with the Serato connecting and then yeah my laptop didn't and I was like ah, I don't want to deal with this I just want to get up there and be able to like have that flawless switch over um, but yeah I threw myself out of my comfort zone so even on the plane I was like falling asleep I was like wake up wake up let me load my USB and do this stuff so I'm like constantly the preparation to, like, never ends yeah dude and and that's like that's the fun part to me to push me out of my comfort zone so let me ask you this because you know. You've mentioned you love it when you're pushed out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. where, where where did that come from? I mean, did that? I mean, were you always like that as a as a child, or mm -hmm. you, you know, was there a certain situation or anything? Or I, I it's a great question because I don't think I've been asked that. I think what it was was like I didn't. Every time I wanted something, like my parents would make me work for it. Like so, it was like, damn, I want turntables, and they're like, cool, we'll take you. And I was like, okay, and they're like, how are you going to buy them? And I was yeah. like, <laughs> like they had my back to take me to go get. I remember I, 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 I it, was, it wasn't Craigslist. It was called the Recycler. I found like my first Technique 1200 and I had saved up all my money and this and that. And I, I had only bought one, but like, I remember like my dad took me to go get it, but he didn't pay for it. So like, it was always like, figure out your own shit. How are you going to get it? Yeah. So that's like, it's that uncomfortable feeling like, damn, if I want this, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work for it. So I always like, I guess since a young age, I always had that like, that uncomfortable feeling of like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? I got to figure it out. So I, but that's, that's when you set a goal. That's when I set a goal. Yeah. So I, so what I, are your goals today then? Man, my goal today is quality of life. That's, that happened over the pandemic. And that was like, yeah. I think a lot of people shifted my, shifted their mindset of what they want. And, you know, like that hustle grind mentality, it's still in me. I, I have found this balance where I'm like, I, I want to be like at a pace where I'm I'm feeling fulfilled, not just chasing work and 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 yeah. and money and not money chasing work and chasing the next gig if if, if that makes sense like and chasing the next record or chasing this like like I've I learned how to find simple pleasures in life that truly fulfill me. And, and they could be the most random shit. Like I was, <laughs> I was post Costco. Like I like going to Costco. Costco's your thing. I like going to Costco. It's What's really, your favorite thing about Costco? I just like going up and down every aisle. It's really fucking weird. Do you do you like take the samples? You N you know do that or I'm not really a sample guy? But I, I'm a big I just, sample guy. I just cruise around and I, I like so. But it's just a bit weird because I talked to like you know I talked to Eric Deluxe, a good friend of both of ours, and he told me he likes to do laundry. He likes to go to the laundromat. 
Yeah. And and he said that that Andre, our guy loves laundry. He said bro. that Andre three thousand does that too. And I was like, what? And I heard it in a in an yeah. interview. He said he likes doing that. And I was like, that's weird. I don't want to do laundry. But then I mean, I guess mine is like you know, cruising through Costco. But I, there is other stuff like you know, like of course I have a daughter. I like taking my time and going to the park and not bringing a phone and chilling with her and like having that balance now. So it's like quality of life of 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 knowing that like it's a Tuesday and I'm like, I just want to go to the beach and like be around nature or something like that. So it's like a very um, um, fulfilling, balanced life that I want to have now. That's my that's my comfort zone. I mean, do you feel like the pandemic also like, you know, led you to uh, to venture out into other things other than quality of life? Like, you know, have you dove into like any other businesses or something like that? Because I mean, you're an entrepreneur yeah. as well. So yes. like, you know, were there any other like things that you were like, you know what? I'm gonna try that coming out of this. I'm a DJ still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna like you know maybe I'll uh I'll open up that you know this business or whatever. Right. Is what you know is there or has there ever been that situation or is there one right now? Yeah, I think you know the the pandemic threw me out of my comfort zone for sure. Like all of us, right? <laughs> because we were I was DJing, I was having fun, it was popping, we're going here, you know the the calendar's full, and you're going here and you're going there, and then it's like that switch that it just stopped, and then and then. You know, I learned like a lot of us Twitch and me and you talk so much about that and we yeah. learned and, and how to how to use this OBS and do that. And I, that was straight out of our comfort zone, right? We had to learn how to broadcast. We had to learn how to do all these little emojis and and, and the and the and do just all this craziness. So that was it. And that was also the spark to where it's like, yo, you you gotta like branch out and figure out other yeah possibilities in your life to like i mean we didn't expect for like the world to shut down and literally our livelihoods to be impacted that much we thought we were going to be in the house for like two three weeks right right right. i remember getting the phone call i was actually booked at jewel or no i was booked at light Mm -hmm. um on friday you know i was still doing e-rock fridays and i remember i got the call from john petty and he was like yo we're not gonna do it i was like all right cool you know it's all good and then i'm like thinking all right well if they close down on friday and is my gig on Saturday still going to go? And I didn't yeah. get a phone call in the same time, you know, that I got the phone call from Light from Jewel. And then I'm just like waiting. I'm like, all right, I guess it's going on. Yeah. So I'm packing, you know, Saturday morning. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm packing. This is when I lived in L.A. I'm packing my bags and this and that. I'm preparing, like, you know, music. I get the call, like, around, like, 3 o'clock, you know, from um, from Kristen yeah. over at, uh, you know, at then Hakkasan Group. Uh-huh. And she's like, yo, like, we're not going to go through it. And yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, it's going to be like two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. This and that, we'll be back, you know, we'll, we'll be on IG Live or whatever. They're going to sanitize that. Two weeks later, we'll be good. I mean, we didn't think that we would be in the house for what? It was probably about a year, year yeah. and a half. Mine was a straight, yeah, year, year like that. So that that feeling of like uneasiness and, and providing, you know, yeah. like I've always had that I have the provider mentality, whether it's for my children for my wife for my family um to feel that uneasiness of like what if what if like because we we didn't know when the light in the tunnel was so like no. what if we don't have an end to this right what if we're not back in clubs so now that that we're out of this semi the new norm um my it's not hustle mentality i, I keep i keep trying to like n- like nix that word out of me because I, I don't feel like that is is the the vibe that I'm after. I got to hustle. I got to try and do this. It's like more like what is going to bring me the same happiness and passion that we have with DJing and that eventually it'll, it'll, it'll pay me. Right. Like do something that you love and eventually someone's going to pay you for it. Right. AM would always say that I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so that is my new like mindset and venturing into two different things that I'm working on right now. So, um, can you talk about it? What no, because <laughs> my my the, the contract's not signed. Oh, the, but so there's an NDA here or something like that. Yeah, right? my contract's not signed, but it's. it's I've known this it's guy for 23 years. Com- he's just NDA me right now. It's completely it's completely going to take me out of my comfort zone. I'll just say that. And really, I, and I love it. I love that it's going to take me out of my comfort zone. I love that there's quality of life behind it, and I love that that I'm already smiling about this shit. That's a good. Now sign. Now you got me excited. That's now, a good how sign. How can I get in on this? That's a good sign. Yeah, that's a good sign. And and. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's exactly what you said. Like it, it, this came about, or I took these, these ideas seriously because of the fact that I was thrown out of my comfort zone during the pandemic. So maybe if these offers came pre pandemic, I wouldn't have entertained mm-hmm. them. Cause I'd have been like, I'm good. We're having fun. We're DJing. We're, we're, we're making money. You know, it's like, we're, it's, 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 there's no end in sight to this, right? Like we're, our gigs keep coming and we're going here and there, but just to feel that feeling when it, the lights shut off. 
it, and they did shut off. Shut off, bro. That's why it's a they whole did. new a whole new mindset that I have, but still keeping that that quality of life intention in my life. I want to say that like, you know, when um when all of us embarked on this whole entire Twitch thing, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of us became a lot closer. Oh yeah. You know, um you know, we went through, I mean, and it wasn't even by design or no one did anything wrong but you know i mean we were just so busy like you were busy with your life obviously you're married mm -hmm. you have kids you know i, I want to say dj was just getting into college and right. stuff like that and then i had just like you know got into like you know radio full-time in la and yeah i'll tell you right now i learned my lesson like yo not not that it was a bad thing but like holy shit the yeah. expectation of being a talent in la is far beyond what i thought it would ever be wow it's interesting to hear it's since crazy well, I came, to, yeah. Uh, yeah since i moved to la you know but like you know i feel like you know we all got closer like you know mm -hmm. through like you know this pandemic you know community the, yeah you know yeah. like you know we were supporting each other like you know through our live streams and mm -hmm. you know i tell you this right now i i do regret one thing and i and and, and it's not because um i was just like but yeah, it is because, like you know, I do regret the fact that I was a little too conservative mm -hmm. during the uh, the pandemic. You know, because like I would like tune into your stream and see like all the homies at your crib in your uh, deluxe's crib. We would or be at deluxe's, deluxe's crib, crib too. Yeah, yeah. You know, because man, man, out of all the homies, I was probably the most like conservative. Yeah. I didn't leave the house. Yeah, you did not. I didn't get gas. I didn't, dude. I would literally wash my groceries. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. I was, dude, I was just like in it. Like, yeah. it fucked with my head, like, yeah. badly. But now I think about it, I'm like, man, like, there are certain things I probably could have done. Cause we had, you know, we had like our own little community mm -hmm. and we touched all these other communities through Twitch. And like, you know, we had this bubble. Right. You know, it was either your house, Deluxe's house, mainly Deluxe's house. Right. We went and got tacos one time during the pandemic with Anil. We did. Yeah. That and was the first mask. time you came out. That was yeah. the first time I came the out. The first time you came out. And, and I was paranoid. Yes, you were. I was paranoid. You know, I wasn't used to it. I was in the house literally for a mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. For an entire year, That's man. That's wild. And that, that, that affects you. Yeah, you know. But, you know, I learned a lot of things, though, during the pandemic. Like, you know, I mean, family is definitely the biggest thing that, mm -hmm. that I learned. Like, you know, I got very, uh, very in tune with, like, you know, my relationship, my... Mm -hmm. um, you know, my relationship with my mother, mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of my cousins, you know, that all moved to Vegas at the, you know, actually my mom moved here in 2020. Okay. In the middle of everything going on. Wow. <laughs> she didn't give a shit. She's like, yo, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Vegas, this and that. And I'm doing this to be closer to you. Um, and that was like a big thing to where like it really opened up my eyes, like, mm -hmm. you know, to, um, you know, my relationship with her. Yeah. And, you know, she lived in Florida for about, I'd say, six, seven years after my, my father had passed away. And I didn't visit her once. Wow. Because I was just so busy. I was right. just on this rat race, this hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, I was just the like. The grind, bro. Like the I grind. said, the hustle. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I would try to get booked in Florida. So I would just route a quick trip to go see her. Mm -hmm. But it just never panned out that way. It never did. But, um, like, I really realized, like, the importance of just, like, family, community, your friends, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, it's been life-changing. I mean, to the point to where I, I even moved here to Vegas. Right. Like, right. you know, and, and I remember t telling people when I moved to L.A., this is it. I'm yeah, staying yeah. here. You this were... is where I want to be. Da, 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 da. But, like, you know what, man? Like, being locked up in the house for, like, a year and, you know, kind of realizing, like, you know, what could be taken away. Mm-hmm. And when it mm -hmm. is taken away, what's worth it and what's like, you know, like what what really matters? Yeah. Like it really hit me really hard to where like literally I uprooted my entire life and then came here to Vegas. That's, that's, to be fifteen minutes away from my mother. Right. And and to to just hold on to those memories now that you're creating not looking at the past because it's like th that's the past right but yeah. now you have now you have moms here and and even in that moment it resonates with me because this morning like my dad hit me it was like um originally he had asked me to take him to the the a doctor's appointment and then he was and he hit me this morning he's like no problem i'm just gonna drive myself i got it and then we hung up and like literally five minutes later i'm like nah i'm taking him like you got to hold on to these moments, right? With the people yeah. you love and family. So I called him back and I was like, nah, dad, I'm going to take you. And he's like, no, 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 I got it. I'll, I'll just try myself. And I was like, be there in 20 minutes. My parents live 20 minutes from me in LA. So I yeah. shot over there and, and I had the greatest time with him. We rolled around, talked. My dad, my dad's 78 years old. 
He finally He's told 78? me. He's 78? I didn't know your dad was 78. Yeah. Wow. My, my dad finally told me he was jumped in a gang when he was 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy that the stories come out, like the, the older they get. Like, I, I think I'm going to learn this from my dad that I'm going to try and cut the age gap with my son and tell him some stories earlier. Cause I know. Like, yo, are there stories that your son doesn't know? Yeah, DJ, I'm gonna tell you some shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, like, you know, there. I mean, some wild nights. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, there, there, there has to be like some right. things to where it's like, damn, I've never told. That but I wasn't story jumped or, in a gang. My dad was jumped in in the avenues, bro. <laughs> was, that's crazy. Yeah. I was jumped in a gang. Remember and, that? Yeah, you Remember were. I told you, I was in a gang. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I got out. Okay. <laughs> obviously i got out you know i had to man I, you know jesus man i feel like a like a pussy over. i don't know i didn't get nah, jumped man. in <laughs> it, it, it was not you know what man it wasn't a good decision like you know obviously i mean i remember i was like uh how old were you bro i was like probably like 13 14 years okay, old. okay see my dad was the same he said he was 13 um you know i got i got jumped in the gang <laughs> but i remember and, and here's the, th the crazy thing like back then i didn't understand like, you know, the impact it had on my father. Um, obviously, you know, yeah. him not being here and stuff like that. Like, I realized, like, wow, like, that had to be extremely heartbreaking for me to come home completely beat up. And my dad knew. Oh, he knew what happened? He knew what happened. He knew. He's like, you motherfucker. Oh, you wow. got jumped in the gang, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I did. So, oh, you think you're tough. And guess what he did? He whooped my ass again. Oh, shit. He, he did. You know, my dad was a really, he was really tough on me. That's man. your Salvi side? No, my Filipino your side. Your Filipino side, okay. But then I didn't realize, like, the impact that that, you know, that moment probably, like, you know, had on him. Yeah. You know, I'm his son, his first son. And, you know, the happiest day of his life was when I was born. And all of a sudden, when I'm 13 years old, I'm walking in. Sees you beat up. Beat up. And I'm like, yo. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, I, I realized that, like, you know, well later in my life, yeah. like, you know, after losing him, like, yo, damn, that that was fucked up. I probably could have done a little bit <laughs> better with decision making back then. You that's know? why, yeah, that's right. I forgot that you, yeah. In so the Bay Area, is, yeah, man. In the Bay Area, not me, man. I was a uh, DJing all through high school, and I was like, I did get a soda thrown at me by a gangster in high school because he, I think he, he might have been a football player though. I don't know, but I was DJing in the quad. In the center of high school, wow. and they, they threw that. that. <laughs> yeah, the quad. Wow. Remember that? Yeah. Oh <laughs> they my threw god! That and it, it hit my churn tables, and the, the soda can exploded. And I was like, "That was the closest I got into a fight." <laughs> so let me ask you this: Fast forward, yeah, you know, 25, 30 years. Have you ever had a drink thrown at you, like in like you know your career? Oh yeah, yeah. Of being yeah. a professional DJ in Vegas, mm, I will uh, tell you, I've had cigarette you? butts. Okay, I've had a drink thrown at me. Okay. No bottles though. No bottles though. Like that, I, like they threw the cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it happened to me. No, that has not happened to me. I'm trying to think. No, that was underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Vegas, bro. And yeah, you know. Um, no, I, I, I have not. But I, I did remember one night. I was at a this LAX nightclub does not exist anymore. Yeah, and it was um, it was a great. That was a great place. It was, a, it was DJ AM's club. Yeah, and I was the it was I was a resident there, and it was like a Saturday night or something like that. And there was this girl in the middle of the dance floor, right? And and I was I don't know what I was playing, but it was hot. And she looked at me, and she was like this, like. I still get that. Yeah. I still get that. But I was lit when she did that. And, and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I shut the music <laughs> off. <laughs> I did shut you call her out on the mic? No, I basically threw a drink at her. I got on the mic. Yeah, I did that. You I, threw I, a drink I, at no, her? No, I didn't throw the drink at her. I threw the mic. I said, yo, girl in the red dress right in the middle of the dance floor. She doesn't like this song. And I started like calling her out. And the and whole crowd the whole, looked. The whole crowd. The whole crowd looked. And she, and she bolted out of there bolted out of there how many years done. ago was this what year was lax man oh something <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> she did make her way up to the dj booth and yelled at me again i cut the music again and i was like yo <laughs> jeez that was the patron time i should have got man. yeah it was a lot of patron man a lot of tequila man there's not that's that's uh that was a, a blurry time you know you mentioned dj am how was it like you know working with him and and, and coming up under him yeah you know i want to say that uh 
you know, for people that don't know your story, like, you know, when you broke out from radio and then you started doing all the Hollywood clubs, you actually got your break from filling in for AM. Right. Uh, at a club out there, yep. correct? Yep. Like, yo, how was that? I mean, can you, like, you know, like kind of illustrate that journey a little bit? Like, you know, how it started, Yeah. you know, and how you got into Vegas and stuff like that. that was, because I think... I, it was I've again. To, yeah. I, I think that, like, yo, like, you know, I've, and I've heard you on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a little bit different. We're friends. We're yeah. like, yo, let's just see where, where it goes. But, you know, that I don't think that story has ever really been detailed. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, so, AM was in a DJ battle... And I was a judge because I was on Power 106. So I was a judge of the DJ battle. And you were judging DJ AM. I was judging DJ AM. It's on That's YouTube. Wild. I found it. I actually just found it recently. Um, so I'm a judge in the battle. And me and him, like, we didn't really became friends. I was judging him and I was da da da. And, and he actually didn't even win that. He came in like third place or something like that. And um, <clears throat> but we met each other. So we were like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know what he did. I just know he was a DJ. You know, there's no Instagram, there's no social media, there's nothing. Yeah. So I just knew he, he was, was in his bubble. I, I didn't even know what the bubble was. I just knew he yeah. was a DJ. So then um, time went on. I actually was dating this girl that was in the Hollywood scene. And I met her at a radio radio station club. And um, she took me to my first Hollywood club. And I was like, where is this at? And it was called Garden of Eden. And um I had no idea. So think about it. Like you imagine you know the bay, you know all the clubs, like all the radio clubs, and you think it's popping, and, and someone tells you about some club. You're like, what club is that? No idea. That was Sweet 181 for me. Okay. That Hugo's was like the, club, yeah. a lot nicer, create different crowd, right? The music is completely different. Completely I was like, different. yo, how is this shit working? Right. I, and I, it was working. So we walk up. I'm on the radio. I, I don't know anyone at the door. She walks us right in. We get in. And I'm, and automatically us being DJs, you know, our brain's like, who's DJing? What are they playing? And this DJ is playing, I swear to God, I remember it was like, I was like, this sounds like a wedding set. Like, but it, <laughs> but it makes sense and it's fucking cool. Like, how is this DJ doing this? And everyone's losing their mind. Losing their mind. Yeah. And I'm like, how is he getting away with playing these records? And I look and it's, I'm like, oh, it's that guy that I d- judge the bads, DJ AM. Let me go up there. So I went up there and um, kicked the girl to the curb because I'm like, I'm kicking it with the DJ. I'm like, I got to hang with this dude. And he's like, yo, what's up, Vice? And then he's like, yo, come in the booth. So I jump in and we start, he's like, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I've never seen this. I'm I DJ like, like Power 106 clubs. He goes, oh, I know I listen to you. He's like, jump on. So I go, oh, okay. And I'm looking and the girl's like standing off to the side. And then she just like goes off with other people. I don't even care at this point. I'm like, I'm in the DJ booth. I, that's once again my passion will trump anything else outside of that like i'm i'm, I'm as it out. should yeah like i'm, I'm kicking to the ground I'm, I'm on so i jump on and i remember the first record i pulled out was vibrant thing q-tip it had just come out oh shit yeah it had just come out and he had it he had doubles so i played it and i did like some basic like radio doubles da-da-da-da. and then we played like the rest of the night together right and we exchanged numbers like yo let's keep in touch da-da-da. i went to his house after that like uh, a few weeks later <clears throat> and he yeah, invited me over and he goes, yo, check this out. Pulls out Vibrant thing and he does the exact same doubles I did. And I was like, bro, you learned it like that? Like real quick? Wow. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was dope. You did this. Dah, dah, dah. And I was like, oh, snap. So I was like, just like we talked about you. I was like, this dude has the passion. This Because I didn't know his story. I didn't know anything about him. I just knew he was a dope DJ. So instinctively, instinctively that you were attracted to being. This guy's passionate. In this guy's, yes. like, you know, his universe his because u- of his passion. Right. The same way you ask, like, why we're, it's because <laughs> that passion. <laughs> like, like, how are we still friends? Like, how are we still, and, and, and it was legit. I was like, damn, I want to be around this dude. This is dope. Like, he's really into DJing. And then he started, you know, he taught me about sneakers and he taught me about discogs and learning how to buy vinyl off the internet and stuff like that and, and Nike talk and all this stuff. So then I would hang out with him and then started going to gigs and I was learning what to play off of him because I didn't I knew all the music I just didn't know how to play it in those in that element yeah so I really soaked it in and I I literally would just incorporate my style around the other records that I didn't know you could play Sweet Home Alabama I was like how do you like Billy Jean yeah like I was like that's what I would play like a, a virgin I would play those at a wedding right? yeah I would legit play those records at a wedding so to be able to play those it was fun it was dope and to figure out how to infuse like hip-hop into it it was there was no real dance music yet like no one was playing house music in those clubs but it was just like how to infuse all that in there so 
me and him just broke out and that's what happened. And it just spiraled into like covering for him gig after gig. Then it became, he's like, oh, I got a gig in Vegas at Body English. And I was like, oh, I thought it was babies first. It was babies. Yeah. Yeah. We did like pop-ups, but he got a residency that he didn't have a residency. That I remember. Yeah. That was where he's like, I'm going to be there every Saturday. And I was like, what? You're in Vegas every week? And he's like, yeah. Then he was like, come with me and I'll try and get you Fridays. And I was like, dope. Wow. Yeah. So I went with him to one of the, the shows and um, the promoter was Brent Bolthouse, who was from LA. And the owner was Harry Morton, rest in peace. Um, and he ran the nightclub. But AM Cosign is like, yo, you guys got to put Vice on. And I was like, think about this. We're already doing radio for how many years? Already doing hot nightclubs in LA with AM. And legit, the, the owner was like, make me a mix. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, make me a demo and I'll see if I put you on. And I was like, okay, cool. And I made, wow. I had to go make a demo. I still have the link. I have still have the mix. Really? Uh, but, yeah. Have, have you released it? Has anyone no, ever heard no, of it? You demo? want it? Yeah. Yeah, you can have it. Hell yeah. Well, well link link in the in the description of this Hell. podcast. <laughs> it's my it's my body English demo mix. No way. To get, to get the job on Friday night. Holy shit. Yeah. So you got Fridays. So I I brought in the demo mix and literally had to keep going. I would go back with it with Adam and I would like kick it. And I was like, yo, did you get the mix? He's like, Yeah, I got it. I'll listen to it. And didn't listen to it. Went back again. Like, did you listen to it? He's like, Yeah, I listened to it. It's cool. We'll see what date we can get you in. And like I had a hustle like to get that in there. Like that was hustle mode vice back then. Like, gotta get in there, gotta get in there. I mean, would you say that like that that process, making a demo, giving it to like the club owner or like the guy that runs the club in Vegas is yeah. like the same process today or no? No way. No. It's not, right? No, nah, that thing like it it was This is before Instagram followers, anything. before MySpace. They just legit needed to do I I I stressed out over that. And it's only 30 minutes. I think the mix is only like 30 minutes. Wow. Because I stressed out because I was like, I have to hit all the like genres and figure out how to like make this guy understand that I can play a nightclub through a mix. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like so, con yeah, it was because you got to show your skills. You got to go like, come see me DJ and you'll know I can do this, right? But he was like, no, like churn a mix in. So I, it was like an air check, right? Like for radio. Yeah. But it, it worked out. And I turned it in. And that first night I played there, um, we threw some tequila shots back. And he was like, you're here every Friday night. And I wow. was like. And, that, and that, was, that was a start. That was the start to my Vegas residency in 2004. And I've been here since. That's and, amazing, And man. so once again, AM literally threw up the alley-oop and, and co-signed me to get in there. And then even like, you know, when AM was like, you know. Uh, making his way through like you know the strip i remember when he got like the massive pure deal mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that was like the big talk you know and, and and that was like when i was starting to do like you know the uh the open format thing it was called mashups back then yep back then we were saying yo are you a mashup dj like yeah yeah i could do this you know but i remember for the space that we were in and hearing that like yo am got how much money yeah for doing what i do yeah holy the, the shit first million dollar contract as a dj i mean but 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 you also had like you know some of those accolades too because i remember people like you know bringing up like you know your deal at lax yeah. you know you were with tau group for a long time also right. you know um like how was it when you started getting like some of those blockbuster deals like those deals that that you dreamed of and yeah. you and, and you saw the contract in front of you like i Whoa. can't believe this is happening and like how like, like, like what, what was going through your mind Dude, what's going through my mind right now is thank you, Adam. Like legit, thank you. Because he, he co-signed me once again. Like that deal was because of Adam. Like it it yes, I had the skills to back it up, but Adam went to to, you know, it was Stevie D at the time and was like, I, Vice has to be my resident at LAX and he could play LAX Impure, and this is what we're gonna pay him. Wow. So yeah, that's a that's a I mean that's the, the, like, you know, we said the word community earlier. That's like the community we built as DJs that have passion and that look out for each other, right? And yeah. that's what we continually try and do for each other in, in the sense of whether it's sending someone MP3 or it's throwing them an extra gig you have or co-signing them when someone asks, yo, what do you think about that DJ when a booker does, right? Yeah. So if you have that, that respect for a DJ, if you have that, um, if you have that connection that you can help out another DJ, just fucking do it because it if you believe in that person and you know they can hold up their their own then do it and this is i'm here because of that moment because he continually had my back and to help that out and and i continually try and do the same 
and try and do that for other DJs and help out in any way I can. Like whether it's getting for on sure. a phone call with someone or or helping them, you know, in, in, in I just laced up someone the other day where they were like, yo, I'm playing a, a house set and they don't want big room. They want more minimal and kind of like daytime. And I was like, no problem. And I like, you know, when I can do it, I'll do it. Like I, I made like yeah. 80 records or like 50 records in a set and I sent them to him. I'm like, go through this and figure it out. Wow. So it's like, and and those moments is like that someone did that for me i'll do it for someone else you know so i will say this man you've done a lot for my career thank you bro you know what i'm saying i, I want to give you your flowers obviously you know I, I know we've never had like you know a conversation like this because there's always music blaring mm -hmm. there's uh you know we're in the car like you're going somewhere i'm going somewhere or we're right. on the airplane or we're in line waiting to board we fall asleep like right when we get up you know yeah. what i mean like yeah but like no like you know i mean just like i remember coming to body english and and you know I, I it was the same way that you know you looked at that hollywood club that um that 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 girl i took yeah. you to like yo i don't know what the hell's going on here i remember the first time you invited me out to body english and i remember i was like it's sunday night oh yeah i had sundays and it's packed in here and i couldn't believe it I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is what they do in Vegas. This is what Vice does yeah. every Sunday. And I remember I started flying out almost damn near every week. I would yep. DJ for the week, spend all that money. I didn't make a lot back then. Yeah. I would spend all that money on a flight and then just hang out with you and just shadow you in the DJ booth yep. for a long time. Yep. I would also take your drink tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have we didn't have a bottle. That no, was so was no early bottle, Vegas dude. that yeah. we didn't they weren't giving us a bottle. They were giving us drink tickets. But I I remember those days, but there were so many people that that you know have helped me along my career that I met through those nights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even your nights at Lavo Sundays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I'm a Tau Group resident, yeah. you know, and I'm dealing with people today that, that I, I, you know, only hoped that I could deal with back then when right. I would come to Lavo Sundays or yeah. Vice Sundays. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I, I want to say this, like, you know, like even when you're not trying, you know, to uh, to um, like put people in position. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even if we just follow your path, you know what I mean? And we're around, like, yo, there's just something that's bound to happen. Right. <laughs> like, I, and I, I don't feel like, now, now I, I mean, I've been out here since, uh, I want to say I've been a Vegas resident for about, maybe like, you know, like 13, 14 yeah. years. Yeah, dang. 13, 14 years now. And I just decided to move here. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which I is fucking I haven't done crazy. That. I had a house, but I, I didn't live here. Yeah. yeah now, I mean, I, I live here. I'm, I'm fully invested. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I am a Nevada resident. I've got Nevada plates on my wow. car now. I've got a, a dude. And, and it, it, but it makes me feel good because it's like, you know, like my, my dreams started mm -hmm. to have, you know, to come true because I started like, you know, coming out and visiting you five deluxe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I started meeting people. And then I started working my way. Then I got into the palms. And then I got into, I remember one time I even played a body English. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I filled in for Melody. And a lot of that came from the fact that, like, you know, I was hanging out in the booth on Sundays. And then you went to Lavo. And then I want to say five was your successor on Sundays. And then I remember I got offered a tryout during five set. Ah, and then it's a big opening, like of a door right there. You're like, I'm in that, that dude, that was like, it, it was a, it was a win, but it yeah. was also an L and I'll tell you this story. I don't even know if, I mean, I've told this story on Twitch, but you know, I'll tell it on this platform, but, um, I tried out and I killed it. Right. Like I, I had the whole room singing along and even yeah. five was like, yo, you fucking did your thing. Yeah. And then fucking, I came back. I remember I filled in for Mello on Fridays cause he did Fridays at body English at that time. Right. And then I bombed like no tomorrow. I got pulled off. Wow. Andy Hirsch came up to me and during my set, I remember I was playing World Hold On, but then I missed like, you know, I mean, back then we used to have yeah, to play quick yeah, mix yeah. and all this other shit. And I remember there was this point where I had to mix out before it hits that really long draggy. Yeah, breakdown. yeah, 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 yeah. Because if it hits Children that, of the sky. <laughs> Because if uh, it hits that, uh, yo, your room is dead. I, 
my room died. People were leaving. Tables were like, what the fuck is this? Da, 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 it's a da. long break. It's a long too. breakdown. Dance floor is starting to trickle out like everyone's like out. Like Lewis couldn't even like, you know, operate the lights at the time because <laughs> there's just no movement. They just turned the lights on. So I remember I'm playing and I'm stressing out. I'm like, like oh, what do I do right fuck, here? What do I do right here? How do I get out of this? I can't throw a record under it because I can't get it on beat. Like there was just no, there was no way yeah. out. And Andy Hurst comes up to the booth and he taps me on the shoulder. He said, hey, man, it's not your night tonight. Ooh, verbatim. It's not your night tonight. Ooh. And I look at him and I was like, what does that mean? He was like, we're going to put the opener back on. It was Presto at the time. So he put the opener back on. Pre Presto gets on and he's murdering it. And I just remember I was sitting in that DJ booth, that very DJ booth that I used to watch, you five. Yeah. And I would just dream about playing that room and just destroying it. Yeah. And I didn't destroy it. It was it was the biggest out, and I thought that wow. I would never come back to Vegas ever. Wow! I never heard this story. I don't. Ever. I don't think I heard it. On I actually have a video. Remember, we had them flip cams. Yeah, back in the day, I had a video of me talking into that flip cam about like how defeated I felt. Wow! I felt extremely wow. defeated. What's 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 the the lesson you learned from that moment? You know, you got to dust yourself off and, and and get right back up. Yeah, and and I remember I was like, you know what, man? Like, I I don't know if I'm ever gonna get another chance, mm -hmm. but I got to figure it out. And that was like, you know, that moment put a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, forever for a long time. Wow. And you know, like it was just. A, I mean, I I don't like I, I tell Andy Hirsch every time I see this guy because <laughs> your boys you, now. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, hey, you are responsible for a lot. of of all this that you see in Vegas with me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because if he never, if I never went through that situation and just built up like you know all this just pent up anger in myself to yeah. just want to come back and come back stronger, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. I wouldn't have a radio show. I wouldn't be on LA radio. I wouldn't be, you know, a resident playing three nights a week. Right in the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah, you thought you you would have Shared just come in with you, right? You would have came in just winning, winning, and you're like, oh, this is I got this. It's easy. You got to have those L's, and and, and was, it was a big L. And those moments that I would say, it's like, ask yourself, why did did this happen? Why did this happen for me, not to me? Yeah, like why did this happen for me? So and fast forward. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you how I got my second chance. I got my second chance at the Palms. Ah, because. Here you are playing at LAX. Right. This is after Body English, I want to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was after Body English. You know, you're playing at LAX, and I think you did a Tuesday. You did, that was the industry night yep. back then, right? You did a Tuesday, and I remember I was like, yeah, I'm going to fly out. I flew out, you know, we got drunk, you know, we drank so much tequila that night. Me? But guess who <laughs> walks into the DJ booth? Jason Craig, AKA ah, J Rock. J Rock, yeah. You know, he's a he's a, a host. I want to say he was a junior host at the yeah. Palms at the time. Yeah. You know, he was just coming up in the game. This is so long time ago. It's so crazy because J-Rock is this massive, like, you know, like entrepreneur. Running the hot spots. Running hot spots in San Diego, Vegas. So J-Rock runs in, you know, runs into the booth, and he just comes in with this massive energy. Yep. You know, and it was like, yo, Vice, what up? Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm his like, presence, yo, this dude you feel is it. cool. Yeah. This dude is like, fucking cool. And ever since then... He gave me his card. He's like, yo, if you ever need anything at the Palms, you call me. All right, cool. No problem. And then I remember as time went by, I kept in touch with him. I remember I celebrated my girlfriend's birthday over there before I even got a gig there. Yeah. And then I just became close with him. And then he co-signed me to come in at the Palms. And then that was literally a product of, of just me just being around and being in the room with you. Right. Right place, right time. Right place, right time. But at the same time, but... You know, th those right places and right times don't happen if you didn't do the work. Yes. Agree. That's exactly. If you didn't pave the way by by being a genuine person well, and, and cultivating these relationships. But you still have to have the talent and the skills behind oh, it. Yeah. So that's just the, the, the door, like, getting unlocked. You still got it. You still went in and kicked that shit in. Yeah. And was like, I can look what I, look what I can do. And probably had that moment of body English, <laughs> world hold on, which I'm going to play every time I see you. <laughs> Have that in the background and be like, I've never told uh, you this story. No, I never knew yo, that. I, I, sh I shit you not. I see Andy Hirsch all the time and I tell him, like, yo, thank you. Because if you never did that, I would have never put yeah. this chip on my shoulder. And yo, that shit still drives me to grind it out today yeah. with everything. We got to get pulled every so often. 
Or, or told like, ah, not now, <laughs> definitely not now, not not in this stage yeah. in our career. <laughs> Fuck that, no way. But you know, like I said, man, like you know, I want to give you your flowers because like Thank you know, you, people like yourself, and, and and you know, these situations have happened with Five, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and with with Eric, yeah, you know, with Deluxe, um, you know, to where like you know, you guys have always, you know, kept me in your circle for so long to where you know I was able to 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 build a community and build a network and benefit off the communities that you guys yeah. build. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just want to thank you for that. My you know brother. what I mean? Like, like, damn, I'm kind of emotional right now. Like, oh, that, I feel, that. I feel it in this air. I don't know if it's the air in this place or what, but I nah, feel a little I, emotional. I don't know. I thought it was a sweat, but I feel a little, no, it, it is. It's deep, man. It's, 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 it's rare to see, you know, first and foremost, friendships to see it this long, you know, this long in 23 in a, years, but in an industry, right? In yeah. an industry, because people come and go. I mean, how many DJs could we list back, back in the day that were out about with us those days that are got other ghosts now they're gone. Right. Yeah. And, and to see that we still have the passion of, to do what we do, but still have that, that, that community and that family and that brotherhood with each other that we all go out and we kick it. We're like, yeah, you're like, yo, I'm coming down. All right, cool. Let's do the, let's do the podcast. All right, dope. Let's go. Like it, it's, it's, it's all these years of memories that we have, but still at the end of the day, you said it, like we're, we're good people to each other. You know yeah. what I mean? We take care of each other. So it's, it's fam. This is before like, you know, before like, Hey, I post for you. You post for me. Right. We didn't, we didn't do that shit for each other. We just helped each other. Nah. We just empowered each other. Nah, you know? Yeah. But, I love but yeah, it. man. Like, like, you know, that was one thing that I knew I wanted to do. Like, you know, while we're like, you know, recording this was, you know, I, I don't think I've ever said that to yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Know? you. And I, I've that. said that to Eric. I've said that to Five, but I've never ever said said it to you, like you know personally. Like you know, I mean, like Five was the reason why I lost seventy pounds. Wow. You know, Eric was, you know, like like you know, also a part of that. You know, yeah. so you know, you guys like being. It's like what's that saying? Like you know, uh, iron sharpens iron or something there like that. Go. Or <clears throat> is that is, is well, that it? Or like, I don't even I don't even know if that's it, but I do. I do know that in between all of us, we all inspire each other to work and yeah. not to work harder, but just to, to, to put in work and to like, and to, to continually, you know, go after our passion, right? Like this is inspiring me. You were pumped. I'm showing me this place. I'm like, Oh, dope. We get to record a pod. He's like, yo, I found this spot hot in Vegas. Bro, I'm like, this like, studio's crazy too. Right. Shout out sticky paws one time. Sticky so. paws. There they are. But what I'm saying is, is the little things that we still get excited over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we get over excited about, oh, that's dope. I'm still excited that I'm on USBs now. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's exciting that I'm going to go on new. record box. You know what I mean? It's new. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still that, 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 that seeing that passion in each other's eyes is what pushes me to continually gr- like go ahead with what I'm doing as well. And I was smiling earlier about what's next. I'll be back to let you know. I was just I, about to <laughs> say, Hey, you know, I know you got to make your way out of here, man. And, and uh, you know, we we have the same account. You know, if I go overtime, you know, he's gonna question. Yeah, me. yo, yeah. why why are you paying to talk to Vice? Like, yo, because I gotta do it now. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're very excited to see like you know what's next. You know what? Actually, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Oh, yeah. I remember we 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 took it to the internet. Uh oh, about and a I, couple I, things. I, I tagged. I was like, yo, bring the hard hitting questions, and I tagged like. I mean, some are hard. I tagged like but Oprah. A lot like I tagged Oprah, Tim Ferriss. We'll just do a lightning round real quick before okay. we get out of here, all right? Uh, Fun Girl Jane asks you, what is your favorite city to DJ in? I'm, I'm going to say it's still Vegas because it's the energy. Well, listen, hold on. It's the energy here that y- it never fails. Everyone's wilding out. But, but my Vegas is Miami. I'm about to say that. When I get to Miami... Miami Vice is out. Wow. Miami Vice is out when I'm in Miami. All right. Ozzy Cholo asked, uh, what's the most amount of tacos you've ever eaten? Because we know that you're a big taco connoisseur. Yeah, 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 yeah. The most amount of tacos you've eaten. I mean, honestly, I think I've taken down a dozen. So, like, that's pretty good. And those, and those they were, a you dozen? know, yeah. but but there's a there's a trick to it. It's real simple. Everyone's got to know this. You There always, a lot of places give you double tortillas. Yeah. Take one out. Go single tortilla so that you get more, more of the protein. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. The Daily Cocktail asks, what's your best memory coming out of the pandemic? My best memory out of the pandemic? <laughs> pro- the Daily Cocktail asked this. So it's probably the, the best memory was when I, uh, when I, when I was blacked out and I, I, I came back to realization saying I should probably chill out and drinking. I'm about to hit a year, no alcohol. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
That's about to hit a year. Amazing. Year Yo, no alcohol, bro. So the daily cocktail. You're serving up the cocktails, and uh, I'll be passing them on. There you go. And then uh, Jose Ortega asked, when are you coming back to Twitch? Woo! I, I do have to do a Twitch soon. You know what? I, I A lot I, of people do. Like, you know, I haven't Twitched either. Yeah. I haven't streamed in a minute, but it's because I'm still in transition with this move. Ah, uh, okay. All my shit is in storage still. I, I loved doing uh, these Boom Bat Mondays with DJ Fly. That was that was so fun because I love, like, I liked when I get on when I got on Twitch and I was on vinyl. Yeah. And I was using phase, but I was like, I just recently got on that on vinyl. And it, it just like, once again, out of my comfort zone, I was like riding a bike. I was wobbly and I was trying to get back on beat and I was a little sloppy on my doubles, but that's, that's what would bring me back to Twitch doing some, some hip hop. Okay. Okay. So DJ fly, when you see this podcast, Oh no, <laughs> you could be the I gotta, person that brings vice back to I gotta Twitch. I got to step back up again. So, yeah. Right. Yo, I know we got to get out of here, man. But, yo, I appreciate you, you know, and thank you for all that you do, uh, not only for myself, but, you know, for the culture. I mean, for the city of Las Vegas. Yes. For, uh, you know, the city of Los Angeles. Yes. I mean, bro, like, you know, it's an honor to have you on here. And uh, I'm very proud to be your friend for 23 years with many more to yeah come. yeah we're creeping up on the 24th year in what are we gonna do July for 24 year 25 year 25 we're throwing a party at <laughs> 25 city, years city nights that's still open <laughs> yeah they oh are my gosh they i want to say jazzy jim still djs there wow yeah Imagine, we have to take it back to the roots then bro that's where we have to go i don't know if we're gonna do all that but you know <laughs> i mean I, i'm living in vegas now so you know maybe we'll all uh, right all right we'll, we'll, we'll go somewhere we'll go grown and sexy out here no doubt my brother uh, dj yes, vice sir. in the building let's go Peace. Yo, like Vice, first of all, a G. Like legendary dude has accomplished so much. But, you know, honestly, out of that whole conversation, <laughs> the thing that sticks out to me the most, and, and I'm a foodie guy. Like yeah. I, I have every kitchen gadget, gadget you can imagine. Mm -hmm. I think I got my rice cooker on Amazon for like $32. No, he spends hundreds of dollars. I, I have heard there's rice like- cooker. That, that's just crazy. Just to, he, but only he, to he make. He actually texted it to me and he was like, "Yo, here's the link if you need it." I was like, "What?" He's really yeah. He's no, not kidding. I've seen that one. It like makes it like instead of just like making a beeping noise, it, it plays like music and, and all kinds of. <laughs> maybe as a DJ, he appreciates Yo, that. But I, yeah, I mean, you that that's crazy to me. And the thing is, is like you, like what you say. He just makes rice, eggs, and ketchup. That's yeah. that's it. So, he's still, yeah, he still chows down on that man for four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks for rice. Egg, it's got to be the most amazing eggs, rice, and ketchup in the world. It has to be. It has to be. It, it's almost so damn like preposterous that I want to go buy this damn thing just so I can figure out why it's three or four. Oh, I'm booking a flight to L.A. to have that particular dish at that's his crazy. crib. That's, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But anyways, man, the Vice rice cooker dropping nothing but uh, <laughs> gems on the Hotbox podcast. Again, another conversation that uh, I wish I was privy to be a part of. But Man, yo, you be traveling, dog. I, I do. You I be do. traveling. Your travel schedule is like, you know, it rivals the president, bro. It does. It does. I'm, I'm, uh, except I'm not flying. Uh, what is it? What does he fly? <laughs> First, no, what's Air it called? Force Air One. Force One. There you go. Sneakers. <laughs> I don't know why I was on to say Air first Air Force time. One? Yeah, yeah oh, whatever. Well, I clearly I ain't been on it. So anyways, but uh, uh, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get back to, we'll get back to uh, me being able to, to get in studio. But yeah, man, Vice on the podcast, that's huge. Dude's done so much for, for the culture, um, you know, as a G DJ, as a personality. Um, Can you believe, though, that I was the first person to ever book him in the city of San Francisco. Oh, ever. shit. He had never been out there. He had never been out there. And we talked That's about crazy. that on the pod. And yeah. like, yo, like, it's crazy because, like, dude, there was like 10, 15 people in the room. And he did it for like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, look. Now, like, you know, the luck. guy is right. like. He, know, he spends that much on a rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we do this podcast every single Tuesday. It's a new episode, and it's myself, E-Rock, Box, Kev, The Hot Box is back. Any last words? See you next week. Next yeah, Tuesday. Next Stay week. tuned. There we go.